Hello, and welcome to Podcast Sands and the show where I want to start a clothing line but don't know how, so I call people who do. Today on the phone, we've got Eric Yelsma, creator of Detroit Denim. I was uh, searching online for resources on how to make a pair of jeans when I stumbled on his content, and suddenly I was way more excited about jeans. I'm excited for you to hear our chat. We discuss his story, his plans for the future, and what he's learned all along the way. Episode 9, let's do it. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Very good. Thank you so much for joining me on Podcast Sands End. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Happy to be here. So, I, I watched some of your content. I, I read some of the uh, stuff on your website. But for people who may not have, uh, what is your story? Like, tell me about yourself and kind of how you got to where you are today. Right, right, sure. Um, I'll I'll try to give you the abbreviated version because it's uh, it's one of those stories that's probably uh, you know years, if not decades, in the works. Yeah. Um, you know, I I didn't start out intending to uh, make jeans. It wasn't uh, a uh, even a well, I guess it was a thought. It always was a thought or an idea, but it never seemed like it was a, a valid one for me. Because of that, I actually was in the uh, corporate um, world for about 15 years prior to doing this. And I worked in the chemical industry, which, uh, as, as you might wonder, um, meant that I didn't have any background or education or, or experience with apparel or fashion or, yeah. or manufacturing. I was, I was more of just a, you know, I was a, basically a, a glorified sales guy at a chemical company. Yeah. And I um, did that for a long while, but um, found myself in 2008, 2009 out of a job. Uh, the chemical industry was going through some pretty substantial uh, changes. Oil was uh, at $100 a barrel. There was you know, this global economic uh, financial crisis going on. Yeah. And uh, I, um, along with probably millions of other people, uh, found themselves out of work. And so it was at that point I realized that um, what I had been doing was for the sake of um, not personal satisfaction or, or even, um, you know, any sort of personal reward. It was more of this is a job and I think it's a steady or, a, you know, a safe job. Yeah. Come to find out nothing, nothing is uh, <laughs> that stable. Yeah. And so it was really that realization that, um, that, that struck me that, that made me think, why don't you do something that you want to do and that you're passionate about? So, uh, long story short, uh, you know, I, um, took about a year to talk myself into doing this. <laughs> as, um, you know, the one thing that you probably know and can appreciate is not a lot of clothes are made in the U S yeah. a lot of clothes are bought and sold in the U S but, um, you know, over the course of the last couple of decades, uh, our apparel industry has just kind of eroded into, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> other uh, being made in other markets, particularly really cheap markets. Yeah. You know, and so, um, 
it didn't make much sense for uh, what I wanted to do so badly. And I ended up really just having this, this epiphany, this realization that if I didn't do it, um, you know, I would regret it. But if I did it and it failed, I could always go back to this, uh, this corporate thing that I was doing. Right. So, you know, I, I had a backup and that, that allowed me to really, uh, you know, charge forward with uh, starting this business. Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah. How, what was like that first few months like when you, <laughs> you jumped in and made that, that leap? Yeah. Oh, um, well, you know, uh, the one thing I did decide that if I was going to do it, I was going to take it seriously. I, it couldn't, it couldn't be like a hobby or a part-time thing. It had to really be, you know, my primary focus. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's a gut wrenching decision. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's starting something where you don't really have any promise or, or idea of, you know, how you're going to get paid and, and where money's going to come from. But, um, you know, I, uh, I had, uh, some retirement savings, some 401ks that I, um, depleted in order to make this happen. So yeah. when I did it, I was, I was serious that I was going to pursue it. And I, I call it, you know, jumping into the deep end. Like I'm either going to sink or swim here. And so, um, you know, I, I had a little bit of money and I, I started, um, just learning, you know, educating myself. And, yeah. and honestly, I, I had to learn how to sew. Yeah. And I, I got some machines, some industrial machines. I learned about sourcing and, you know, I still had a pretty good idea. I was kind of a denim nerd of, you know, the, um, you know, the materials and the yeah. origins and, and even some of the style and aesthetics of, of denim. But, um, you know, it's, it's funny how much there really is to learn uh, on that. So, you know, it's a huge learning process and, and learning curve. But um, the other thing was, you know, I actually had to, uh, make it happen here. I'm doing this in, in Detroit where there's not a, you know, there's little pockets of, you know, apparel industry left in the U S and there are none in Detroit. Mm. So, you know, it's left to my own devices and I had to figure it out. It wasn't, you know, the case where I could just say, Hey, um, uh, manufacturer, please make this stuff for me, you know, <laughs> contract selling, which is, which is still around. Um, I didn't have that luxury. So I had to, you know, I had to figure that out. And, um, you know, I guess I will say if, if I can figure it out, I think anyone can, Yeah. but, um, you know, it takes a bit of persistence and, and determination to do that. For sure. That's so encouraging. Though. It's just me, you know, me by myself and, um, you know, a handful of machines, like figuring this thing out mm-hmm. day after day after day. Yeah. But, uh, you know, slowly you, you know, you do figure it out. Right. One one side question, I guess. Why denim? <laughs> you know, it's gosh, it's it's kind of a that's a great question, and I and I don't have like a really clear answer for it. I mean, it's the one thing I I think is that like everyone has their interests and things that really uh, you know drive them, and you know some people are into watches or cars or golfing yep. or fishing or 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 who knows or traveling like. I just always really like denim and I like, um, you know, jeans and, and, you know, the history behind it. And it's, it's, it's really fascinating history. If you, if you really look into it, mm. you know, with Levi starting it and it being such an American, you know, product and, you know, it's, you know, just 
huge part of our, you know, our culture and, and how it spread and how it just, you know, found its way into, you know, other parts of the world and then, you know, to where it is now. Mm. But, um, you know, I was just, I was really into denim. I was always, you know, curious about it. And I was, can remember being so surprised when, um, you know, I found out that, you know, nearly all of our jeans are not made in the U.S. And I just thought it was such a, an obvious thing that, you know, jeans are American. Like they have to be made in the U.S. Right. And, you know, not so fast. <laughs> so, but yeah, all right. I always loved denim. Yeah. Well, I mean, that yeah, that's that's really cool. I mean, Chase, what you're passionate about, right? I mean, it'd be uh, silly to yeah. go all jump into the deep end on something that you weren't already passionate about. I don't uh, think it would ever work otherwise. Like you, you have to be willing to pay a pretty big price, you know, for that. If I said, "What's the what's the one thing that I could make the most money on, or what's the one thing that's the easiest?" Um, it would not have been denim. Right. It would have worked out, you know, whatever it was. Right. So, so how did you go from you with a bunch of machines, you know, learning how to make denim to now you have a team of people working with and around you, uh, to create these really cool mm-hmm. denim products, jeans and otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's a slow process. It's just, you know, it's kind of growing one by one. I, um, you know, I did it and I, there was a, a college student who's an engineering student. He was the first person that I hired and he had a similar interest and, you know, I hired him part time and, and he helped me, you know, move forward. And then I found that I, you know, I got a few jobs, you know, uh, sewing jobs or accounts and, you know, I needed help and I hired someone else. And so, you know, fast forward, it's been a, a either a really long or a really short uh, eight years, <laughs> but we have a, a dozen people now, Yeah. That, um, you know, make this business. That's so very cool. Just, you know, it was one by one as, as needed. So, so at first it sounds like it, it almost didn't start as necessarily like some sort of elaborate plan, but just, Oh, this would help produce or this would help make this. So I'm going to hire this one person and this one person, uh, just to where you yep. saw fit and slowly it's grown like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a, a very incremental type of growth. And, um, you know, when I started it's you know, it's, it's hard to have a business plan on something like this. And, and I did, and I had a, you know, kind of an end goal for it. But, um, you know, what I'm looking at now is, is completely different of, you know, from when I started, but, um, you know, you just, you just don't know when you start Yeah. You just kind of see what's right in front of you. Yeah. And take that leap of faith into the deep end. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I guess this would be a great time to talk about, you know, what are your plans for Detroit mm. Denim Co.? Yeah. Well, um, oh goodness, you know, we, um, we're looking at, uh, moving our retail presence. So we have, uh, we're located in a, a neighborhood called Rivertown in, um, Detroit. So as, as the neighborhood suggests, you know, we're located right by the river and we're, we're right downtown, but, um, I'm looking at moving the store to, uh, a new location. Cool. And, um, you know, I'm expecting some growth to happen with that. So. Um, it'll give us a little bit more foot traffic and exposure to, to what we're doing. And, um, it'll also allow me a little bit more space in my uh, shop or factory where the stuff is made. Gotcha. So, um, you know, for the next couple of years, I'm looking at, uh, you know, those moves. And then, um, you know, I have some plans, some longer term plans that, uh, you know, I want to grow our, our business to, you know, right now we're about 20 pair a day. That's our capacity. 
2019. Nice. So, you know, it's, 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 it's such a, you know, it just depends on where your, your, um, uh, you know, your perception of is that. So to me, that's, that's a lot of jeans. But if you talk about Levi's, for example, <laughs> they sell, you know, and they don't even own a factory anymore. Right. But they sell in North America over a million pair a day. Holy cow. So, yeah. So there's, you know, there's big scope here or scale here. But uh, my goal is to get up to about 250 pair a day. Nice. And, and, that, and that would involve, you know, uh, significantly more people, probably, uh, you know, uh, three to four times more than what I have. But, you know, we'd be looking at a, a nice business of about, you know, 40, 45 people. Um, yeah. You know, for, for our company. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's a daunting, but, um, you know, I think there is enough of an appreciation and awareness of, um, you know, apparel and where it's made and how it's made anymore that, uh, you know, we, we have that opportunity. Absolutely. Would that expansion include like going beyond necessarily like locally Detroit as far as like retail space? Uh, or is it, you know, focusing on that and then also online? Uh, it would be both. It would, it would definitely be, um, well, I mean, I, um, I'm not sure what our, our retail, um, presence would be, you know, I, I don't know if we would really want more than one retail store in Detroit, Yeah. but, um, you know, I'm open to exploring, uh, you know, another retail location in, in some, some other city, but it would, it would mostly involve, you know, expanding our production and our manufacturing. For sure. Could you see yourself like, could you see your jeans in a, another store, you know, next to Levi's, maybe on top of the Levi's? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I'm not sure. That's a, that's a great question. The one thing is we don't do a lot of wholesaling Yeah. and I'm, I'm really particular about that. And, and the, the main reason why is that, um, we don't really get to control that experience that someone has. That's true. You know, I think there's, there's a big education process and, you know, we also offer a degree of customization where someone comes in and they get fitted, mm. the jeans are unhemmed and we can actually... Um, you know, after we, we find the appropriate fit and, and, and style and everything of jeans that we can just custom hem it right there on the spot. Right. And so, you know, the other thing is that we offer a complimentary lifetime repair on our, our jeans too. Yeah. So, you know, if someone gets a hole or a tear or a blowout, they can just bring them back in and we'll fix them, for, you know, for free. Right. And, um, you know, it's a nice thing to be for people to have access to that. For so, sure. Um, you know, I, I'm open to the idea of wholesaling, but, um, you know, I'd want to find some sort of partner that really, um, you know, has similarly aligned values for, you know, making sure, you know, the customer gets the, not just the product, but the experience that, you know, and the education that goes with it. Yeah. Yeah. Not just another pair of jeans on the shelf that people know nothing about, but yeah. Oh, neat. These are from Detroit. Next. Yeah, right, right. right. <laughs> oh, big deal. Right, right. That's cool. So I'm going to start, I guess, real general here with with the mm -hmm. with the advice, but like super generally, uh, open to mm -hmm. however you interpret the question. How would you give advice yeah. from someone who kind of started from, quote, nothing, you know, uh, how would you 
Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone who wants to get into the apparel fashion world? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I actually, I, I have an answer for that. And um, I've had a lot of people ask me. Really? Come to me and, you know, A, they either want me to make their stuff for them. They fancy themselves as designers or, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, want me to help them out. And I'm, I'm very happy to help them out. But the, the one thing is that, um, you know, there's, there's kind of two schools of thought here. But one is you, and that's a much, much more common thing is that you would just design or, or, you know, do the front end, uh, portion of the, of the apparel, your apparel brand, but then you have to find someone that actually makes it for you. Right. So, um, there's a lot involved there. There's a pattern that has to be made. There's grading, you know, sizing of your of your product. There's material selection. There's there's a, a whole bunch of front end work that has to be done. Right. And that's before you ever even get to the manufacturing side of it. So um, that being said, it makes sense that you start small. You know, if if someone comes to me and thinks I'm going to start a men's fashion collection, right? You know, like I'm going to have shirts and pants and jackets and hats and leather, you know, leatherware. I, you know, it, that is, unless you have millions and, and really it's literally millions of dollars. Wow. You cannot do that. Right. You know, look, look at a big brand, you know, um, I don't know, uh, Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Lauren or something like that. Right. They have hundreds of people doing and working on stuff like that. And, and, you know, interestingly, neither of them own any factories either. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's traditionally how it's done. So if you're going to get into the manufacturing side, you know, um, that's where you're going to do, um, you know, a, a different, um, a, a completely different set of, uh, you know, tasks and, and, and things to, to create your business. So, right. um, you, you know, you have to get familiar with sewing machines and, and what it is you're going to do because, you know, we make jeans, but we cannot make t-shirts. Yeah. So there are certain things that we can do and we're capable of and our machinery and our, you know, everything is set up for a specific type of sewing work. And so I think you have to familiarize yourself with that process. Yeah. And, and it's doable and it's being done. And if, if you're persistent, you can, you can definitely do that. But, um, you know, I guess for, for either, which either path you want to go down is, um, start simple. You know, I had, a, I remember a person this was years ago and he wanted an entire fashion line. He kind of fancied himself as a pretty fashionable guy. Yeah. And then, um, and in pretty short order, he realized that he was going to make one thing and that was a t-shirt. Like he was going to manufacture it, not print it. You know, right. I don't think that that's, that's a different, uh, area, but you know, after all those things he wanted to do in his fashion line, he realized I'm going to make a, just a really good t-shirt. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Start strong in one area so and then expand. If I could, yeah. If I could just condense all that yammering I, I just had, it's like start simple and start small. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of work to do regardless. For sure. Yeah. Especially if you want to make things quality, uh, if you're making them yourself, especially. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I can imagine like, especially on the manufacturing side, if, 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 if I'm making something myself, um, just like you began as one person with a bunch of ma- like sewing machines, et cetera, it would have been mm-hmm. 
silly of you to, to expect 20, 25 pairs a day just as yourself uh, mm-hmm. in the same way that it'd be, you know, silly for me to expect that much. Uh, but yeah, I guess they, they kind of expand in different ways. If you're just doing all of the front end work and having someone else manufacture, it might expand different, like mm-hmm. than you know, someone who's making it all themselves, such as yourself, you know, you're not going to hire necessarily another front end person. You're going to hire someone who can sew or who can help doing what your uh, goal is. You know, if you're going to make this stuff, you know, a lot of people think they're going to make and, and manufacture and, and everything, but then don't forget you actually have to sell that stuff at the end. <laughs> right. So, and, um, you know, a lot of people or brands, I think, are better at, at the selling and, and, you know, finding customers or outlets for this stuff. Right. But the making part can be kind of hard. So, traditionally, that, you know, the whole apparel market is, is divided into different uh, disciplines, if you will. Yeah. So there's not so much vertical integration. So here's a question, kind of bouncing off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that yeah. Detroit Denim Company has like a pretty, like a very strong brand through your videos and your website. Um, how did you go about, okay. yeah, how did you go about like creating, creating that brand? Not only, you know, oh, there's these folks from Detroit who are really good at making jeans. What's the big deal? But making people interesting, interested in it. Like how did, how have you created this brand? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I guess it takes, it takes a little bit of discipline and, you know, because if whatever you're doing and if you're doing it and people know about it, they're always going to want to put their take or, or they're always going to offer you suggestions or, or tell you what to do or how to do it. Yep. And, um, you know, we've, we've always been very, uh, you know, exceptionally adamant that, you know, we, we make our, our product. Uh, as as best as can be made, we we always use U.S. source materials. Like we don't cut corners, you yeah. know. And and being that I I've been really interested and in into into denim for so long, I've seen many other brands, you know, with these these sort of meteoric rises and to popularity and and everything. And then they they get purchased by someone, and then it's you know, sort of that case of death of. Oh, now we're going to make it cheaper. Like, you know, cause if you get bought by someone, it's, it's for a financial reason yep. and they want their, their return. And so, uh, I can't tell you how many brands have, you know, been really good, solid brands. And then, you know, they get bought or sold. And then all of a sudden they're made in China. Yep. And it's, it's a cheaper, like you can tell yeah. you know, something happened. And so, you know, vic- victims of their own success, I guess. But, um, you know, I, I always pause or, or hesitate to say it because I think once you do, you're not. But, you know, we always strove to be really, um, you know, authentic. And and I think that involves a lot of transparency in what we do. Yeah. And, and you know, and not to do that in an apologetic way, but it's just, you know, we this is what we're doing and this is, and this is the explanation why. So, you know, I think... Um, some people are just really, really appreciate that, that story that it's not just like, Hey, look how sexy we are and look how cheap we are. Yep. And you know, it's, it's nothing like that. It's like, we really care about how this stuff is made and you know, it's important how it looks and wears and feels and functions, but you know, there's, there's a whole story here that we, you know, we like to share with everybody. Yeah. The, the brand almost is the story, uh, which is cool. All right. Yeah. Thank you. One last question. And, mm-hmm. 
then we can call it a show. But uh, practically speaking, because like sure. the, the way I discovered you was I was looking for huh? resources online about how to make a pair of jeans. Um, I'm super early okay. in the process of creating my brand uh-huh. and, you know, like I said, experimenting yeah. with sewing. So uh, I'm just yeah. kind of trying to learn the get as wide as I can, like learn the far reaches of what I can and just experimenting before mm-hmm. I narrow down to what I actually want to create. So I was looking for resources on making a sure. pair of jeans. Uh, and I'm curious, right. since you kind of started from ground zero, uh, wh- how uh-huh. would you recommend uh, I go about <laughs> learning how to make a pair of jeans? How did you oh, do wow. it? Wow. You know, you know I, I guess I would, I would recommend not doing it the way I did. <laughs> you know, um, and, and I, it was hard. It was exceptionally hard. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's good and bad to that. The one thing is that I made every possible mistake that could be made. Right. And so, um, and the other thing is I, I did, when I first started out, I did it in a vacuum. So, um, the nice thing is that I didn't have any other, you know, ideas or thoughts or like, this is how the industry does it. Right. You know, to contend with, it was just, this is, you know, this is just trial and error. So I didn't have the, you know, the, the old traditional constraints on me. Yep. But the other thing is I didn't have that guidance and just, you know, this is how it's done. And I can, you know, I still have the first pair of jeans I ever made and they were absolutely terrible. <laughs> they were horrible. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I just, I was just, it was through sheer will and determination that I would just, I sat down and I said, I'm not leaving until these, until I make these jeans. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know, it took me like 12 hours. Wow. And, um, you know, so I, I guess that's one way, but another way is, I mean, doing just what you're doing is, is reaching out to people and, and asking questions and, you know, the, the internet's pretty darn amazing for it, but, yeah. um, you know, the other part of that is you can find a lot of conflicting information on mm. the internet. You know, it's one of the, one of the things that always cracks me up is there's a, this big manufacturer of, uh, you know, uh, U S made jeans in San Francisco and yep. they make probably 20, 25 different U S brands. Wow. And they all come out of the same exact factory on the same exact machines and they're different brands. And now here are these like really obsessed denim people you know, argue about what gene is better than the other. <laughs> and it's like, you know, they were, they're, they're not identical. You know, there's different materials and, you know, different uh, sewing skills or sewing uh, specifications to it. But, you know, it's, it's so funny for someone to suggest that one is such high quality with over the, another. Right. And so, um, you know, like you got to go out there and, and, and learn it. So, you know, get in a car and, and go visit places and talk to people and, um, you know, gather as much information as you can. I think you're doing the right thing. Eric, thank you so much for taking some time to chat. I am now even more pumped about making my first pair of jeans. I'm excited to see Detroit Denim continue to grow. Find Detroit Denim on Instagram at Detroit Denim, on YouTube at Detroit Denim Company, and on their website at DetroitDenim.com. Find all those links in the show notes at PodcastSansEnd.com and buy a pair of jeans while you're at it. Follow me in my journey at RealMattAndre on Instagram and MattVlogs on YouTube. Keep up with the show at PodcastSansEnd on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that favorite button. Uh, Shout out, as usual, to Benjamin Banger. You are listening to his track, 
Church. Find a link to his latest album at podcastsandsend.com. That is it this week for the show. Stay tuned for next week's episode with who knows who. So until next time, peace, love, and rock on. Thank you.